You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Chance to right center field and a rise ends ceases chance in history. Hey, White Sox fans, can you believe it? One hitter from Dylan Cease, Rip Valentini here, lucky enough to host Southside Sox post game podcast number 12. It's usually for crazy things, I believe, number two was for a no-hitter, Carlos Rodan. This is close. And I'm going to say one of us, just one guest here, one of us was at one of us was at the ball game, one of us wasn't. Just try to guess based on our voice condition who was there and who wasn't. It's Allie Wessel. Again, she couldn't stay away. She's right back for another podcast because hey, guess what? Allie got her, I believe, first one-hitter under her belt by being at the ball game tonight. Yep, yep, that would be correct. <laughs> So, um, uh, all right, well, let's, let's skip right to the big moment. Um, everybody's trained on Dylan. He is two strikes away, strikeout wise, definitely, uh, in position for no hitter one, one, uh, count on Arias and, um, you know, disaster happens. Uh, you're trained in on that play. Did you know right away? Uh, what was the crowd reaction gas, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think the frustrating part about that hit was that it was a solid hit. There was yeah. no like, Oh, he could have gotten that. Right. Or, you know, I wish someone could have been there. Like it was a solid hit through that first base gap and yeah. you know, there was nothing you could do. I don't know. I'm just a little frustrating. Like really, you gotta be that guy yeah. In, yeah. with two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning, like yeah. or top of the ninth inning, like, come on, Luis. Yeah. Of course too. It's like the hottest hitter mm -hmm. probably, you know, across the league. So it's mm -hmm. just, that was frustrating, but also, you know, Dylan, I think 
went on the post game and said like he didn't want to walk Luis like he wanted to he wanted to go at him and he went at him and he yeah. he lost the battle and he lost yeah. the no hitter so yeah. that's that's the game of baseball yeah 640 expected batting average so really only one hit only one piece of contact from the twins all night had a more likely uh, was more likely to drop for hit that's uh, Celestino's ground out in the third inning apparently just smacked really hard yeah 102.9 miles per hour but yeah i call in the i think in the bird app i called it a duck snort just because i wanted to somehow degrade it but no that was no duck snort that was a hundred mile an hour uh, contact and even though it didn't it didn't have a lot of distance so sort of looked a little bit like a flare yeah Yeah. there's nothing you can do about that and so the reality did the place just deflate no, I think the okay. place the place was really, really supportive of Dylan Cease. Mm-hmm. Like you could see the wind kind of was taken out of Dylan and he was mm-hmm. very visibly upset. I think yeah. he kind of didn't know what to do with himself. He knew he knew what was happening. Um and the whole stadium started chanting Dylan at that point. Um, it was incredible. Like I think everyone was behind him and with the season he's been having, no one Everyone was disappointed, obviously, but everyone was also like that was his first complete game and that's his first complete game shutout. So I think, you know, take away that he he blew the no hitter like at the end of the day, that's still an incredible start. And I think that's exactly what he needed, um, especially after these last couple of starts he's had. Yeah, now that I mentioned it, Allie, uh, you know, let's get away from the game for a second. I mean, this is two in a row now. He went into the eighth. It was like he's – I mean, it, I guess he's going to pitch like a 12-inning game next because he just keeps extending. I mean, he set yep. his personal mark just last game with eight innings, you know, because he's yep. not known as an efficient pitcher. Uh, tonight, only a lot of early contact. He's getting guys to bite, you know, pretty early, uh, even a lot of like first-pitch contact. You know, I don't think it's because they liked what they saw. I think they are like, okay, it's close enough. I got a swing. Uh, but this is a guy now who's going from, you know, somebody who's like really great, you know, like that kind of, I hate to throw this word out. It's the first guy that comes to mind, like a Nolan Ryan, just like inefficiency, just crazy talent, but you know, not efficient in the least, uh, at least early in his career. Uh, not Dylan Sills, he's, he's, he's becoming like a pitcher. I mean, the Cy Young talk maybe coincidental earlier in the season, but now it, it's no longer. I mean, this guy is putting himself in a position perhaps even to be uh, at this point, the front runner for the yep. Cy Young because of outings like these last two, because this isn't just five amazing innings, maybe one hit, two hit ball. It's like, wow, 12 strikeouts. But then, you know, he leaves the pen to, to cover four innings. He's, he's taking it all the way now. Yeah, exactly. And I think tonight really showed that he doesn't need to strike out everyone to have a good outing. I think a lot of Dylan's you know, previous outings are, I need to be this guy that strikes out double digit batters and that's going to get your pitch count up. And tonight, like, I think he went into the seventh inning. He was at like 66 pitches or something God, like that. Really long. Yeah. So even no, going- yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, even going no, even going into the ninth, he's I think ninety two or something. It's like holy. I mean, he can even have sort of a like a bad inning or inefficient. You may walk a couple guys. He's pretty much going to get a chance to finish this game. Yeah, he's exactly. so low. Yeah, and I think the other thing that I was really impressed with was he only walked two batters. That's something that I know he struggled with in the past as well. And that's mm-hmm. been, you know, in the conversation, you know, when you talk about him being in that Cy Young conversation, his walks and that being an issue has always been a a, a con to him getting votes for Cy Young. Mm-hmm. And I think just seeing that he only had two, obviously zero walks is ideal, but um, he was able to work around those two walks as well, which I think was really impressive. Yeah. Okay. Let's get back to the game. And, uh, you know, this isn't like a one nothing squeaker where everybody's just focused on the two guys on the mound or whatever. There's a ton of crazy fireworks going, uh, big 
crooked numbers and three different innings, at least two before there had to be a, too much buzz about a no hitter. So with all the things to distract and, you know, it's whatever halfway to same thing, you know, everybody's wearing green. It's crazy. You yeah. know, I'm sure the, the, uh, the beverages are flowing. So, I mean, at what point, you know, you, of course, Allie, a very astute uh, observer of the game, <laughs> probably were right on it. But I mean, when was there starting to be a little bit of a buzz about, Hey, what's going on here? Yeah. So, um, Jackie Crestel, um, she uh, sent a DM to a group chat very early in the game. I think it was like the third or the fourth inning. And she said, is Dylan doing something? <laughs> to which then I, you know, she didn't say anything. Uh-huh. She, she, just, she insinuated something to which I perceived. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'd say after I got that DM, I was like, mm, something might be happening. Um, but I, I really didn't like grasp onto the idea of, this might be a special evening until probably like the fifth or the sixth inning because four innings of no hit baseball, I feel like is, is not really impressive. Like how many times have the Sox, right. You know, not gotten a hit in the first four innings. (laughs) Yeah. Good perspective. Oh, you know, after, after about the fifth or sixth inning, I was like, okay, this actually might be happening. So that was, that was really special, but also Romy Gonzalez got his first uh, major league home run tonight. So I don't want to, I know this game is kind of being overshadowed by Dylan Cease, but congrats to him because that's, you know, huge. Yeah. He saw that hanger and he just jumped it. I mean, that was, and that was, that wasn't a cheapie. So that's that's one that, you know, you're going to remember it no matter what, but it's not one that's like, oh, well, you know, that was, a, that was a chair. That was no charity there. Although the pitch yeah. maybe was a charity. That was a very <laughs> a sweet uh, breaking ball that broke sort of the wrong way. Uh, the rumor, Jackie Crestel. Oh, she was supposedly at the game, but we're not hearing from her now. Um, so she was documented at that game. She was. She right. was. Jordan was also there. Um, I saw both of them. Uh, yeah, uh, as far as I know, we have uh, Tyrone as well was there because he was coming into the game predicting that they were gonna, uh, White Sox were going to lose because I believe his record going into the uh, games this season, 0-6. So I think it's 1-6 now. Uh, so, yeah, we had some decent representation. Of course, the birthday girl, by the way, <laughs> happy birthday, Allie. The Thank birthday you. girl shows up for the postgame podcast and you know, everybody else. What, were they sleeping? Come on, Jackie. You're still young. Come on. And you got your green shirt. So come on. (laughs) I did. Yeah. I did not get a green shirt. We went to, we, we did not get there in time, but it's all good in the hood because, uh, we, we got the win. So that's, that's all that matters. So your sister from another mister, it's Jackie Crestle with the early word. And even you're like, wait, MLB doesn't even like start doing the little, uh, no hitter, like bug thing, uh, on game day until like six innings. So you know, simmer down, Jackie. But you know, okay, she she hipped you to it, and you're like, okay, aware. But was that sort of the vibe too? Once we're getting maybe to this, maybe we're getting through about two thirds of the game. People are starting to, you know, there's a little bit more whisper. And then at some point, probably when he's going out there, you know, everybody's sort of glued, you know, between him and the scoreboard. Yeah, it still says zero hits. Okay, yep. all right, still. And yeah, that's. And and had you been in a position like that at a, a game before, where you're like, hey, what is going on? You know, that kind of scoreboard no. watching. I've been at a couple of walk-offs, but I've never been in like a no, no hitter, perfect game situation. I've never, I, I've been at walk-offs where I'm like on the edge of my seat, like Mm -hmm. what is going to happen next? But this was a different level of like anxiety. (laughs) Like my heart was beating so fast and I, like, I just wanted so badly for him to get that. And obviously it didn't work out. And, but I do think, you know, there, I, I think there's definitely one in his future for sure. Especially if he can uh, continue with this efficiency. Now, again, this could just be some weird 
uh, like, you know, blurb, it's an anomaly in his career, but you know, it is just these last two where he's gone really truly deep into games, but yeah, if he can find a way to, you know, just sort of like modulate himself. So it isn't, it doesn't always have to be uh, blow them away stuff. Uh, I don't want to say let them hit it, but I mean, you know, use your defense um, and be a little bit more efficient with his pitch counts, which he hasn't really been uh, into at least this season. I mean, that was the big, you know, ding on Dylan was, Hey, you know, okay, great stuff. uh, Incredible promise, but wow. Is he ever going to be able to consistently uh, get past, you know, get past the fifth inning because, you know, to date, at least until this year, he hasn't been able to do that. Now what we're seeing from him is a guy who's like really, you know, truly like a, you know, a master of, of the art. And, you know, it's, it's, it's wonderful to see, uh, you know, the confidence he has, like even uh, Rosenthal, I think, uh, at, you know, on the field uh, mm-hmm. post game was saying like, you know, the long eighth inning, right. You know, huge mm-hmm. time for him to sit, you know, while, you know, the Sox are, are, are mauling the position uh, player, um, position players uh, pitching uh, and hitting yeah, home runs, which on can they only. On purpose. I- I, I, they, they knew exactly what they were doing. There's no reason I, I am all for a position player going into, going into pitch and like a 10, nothing blowout or something like that. But I guess personally, I'm just, I'm not comfortable with seven runs. And I think that copping out, I just, I felt like it was a cop out. It was a, we know what's going on on the other end of this game. Let's throw this position player in to exactly that, get a longer inning. So it really was sort of an equivalent of uh, bunting for a hit. Uh, mm-hmm. That's always controversial. Bunting for right. hits, say in the ninth, you know, earlier than that. Okay, fine. But, you know, like if if Arise had like bunted for that hit, you'd be like, oh, my God, that is the cheesiest way to break up a no-hitter. You know, legal, whatever, just like, you know, throwing the position player. So you think it was um, uh, more uh, um, Baldelli uh, gamesmanship to try to, you know, okay, game's lost, but we don't want – we don't want the opponent to have anything to to really cheer about any more than just a win. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that was the sentiment that I felt around me and that like, I really felt because yeah. I, I was two rows behind the twins, the twins bullpen. And it, there were plenty of, there were plenty of guys sitting there like <laughs> you know, waiting, to, waiting to go. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, Rocco better use like eight pitchers tomorrow. Otherwise, yes, your, um, your storyline uh, starts to gain a, a little bit more weight because you know, hey, I mean, the argument you can make is, hey, you don't want to, you don't want to burn guys even for one in, for one inning. Come on, or how many innings? What was it? The last couple innings, or you have two position I think, players? I think it was the last two or three innings. Oh, so, because Sanchez, so melee, from my understanding, left with some shoulder inflammation. Yeah, he was out he early. Only yeah. made it like two or three innings, and then mm-hmm. Sanchez took over like four innings, I think, three or four at least, and then that's when they threw Nick Gordon in. Um, and then I don't know who came in after him. I, I lost track. I was more focused on what Dylan was doing, but, right. um, right. good news for our bullpen. We're re- well rested for tomorrow on the off chance that Giolito needs some help. So, <laughs> yeah. And that's just it. You know, we're all, everybody's feeling great. And I, I guess, you know, that's where we'll shift to here because, you know, obviously, uh, white sex as quickly as they fell as many as what, six or seven out, uh, have gotten right back into it. Cleveland um, is pitching has fallen apart. Cannot hit. I forget pitching. They haven't scored a run in like 13 games. Uh, you know, Minnesota obviously running into a buzzsaw with the White Sox uh, on the road. And the White Sox are able to get right back into it as soon as they, you know, as quickly as they fell out of it. Uh, and, you know, it helps that this division is awful. But, you know, you also have to win, win games. You, know, you got to beat the, beat the teams in front of you. And, and the White Sox are in position to improbably 
sweep Minnesota tomorrow with all the momentum in the world, uh, we saw a real distinct, surprising lack of fight, given that the season started really well for Minnesota. They won the first five games against the White Sox. I think the first one, the Sox won was like some sort of crazy, like giveaway, a typical Sox game. This just went the other way, a giveaway game. That was their, I think that was their first loss to the White Sox this year. So they had dominated the Sox early. And by the end of the first half, uh, that Sunday game, it was like the Twins had sort of given up, very strangely, sort of almost given up. And, and now we've seen like a, sort of a distinct lack of heart in this team that's flared up in a way that you wouldn't think for a second place team that's, you know, within I think a game and a half of first place. Uh, you think this is going to be a um, an achievable uh, dagger in the Twins? I mean, granted, a month left, so there's a lot of twists and turns still to come. But, you know, you got to sort of stomp on these guys while you can. And, and the White Sox do have them on their heels. I 100% agree. I think the twins made some really great acquisitions at the trade deadline that I was really impressed by. And I think um, similar to how the New York Yankees did the same thing, it's not panning out for them as well as they had hoped to. And, you know, that's the gamble you take when you make trades at the deadline. Right. Um, But I think obviously the momentum's in the White Sox, you know, on the White Sox side for tomorrow to take this sweep and really, you know, put a dagger in them and hopefully, you know, take tie them for second place at least but I think the other piece of it is um you know the dugout is different right now I really think I mean you know whether you want to speak about it TLR not being there or whatever the dugout is different the you can just you can tell at the stadium the last two nights you know I was there Friday and I was there today like I just think the attitude has changed and I don't know if that's because TLR is gone or Miguel Cairo is just coming at it with from a different angle you know obviously Cairo is still talking to Tony but I I just I I think there's been a shift and I think it's for the better um you know I think I can pinpoint a lot of times where I was like is the season going to turn around you know they walked off the Yankees three to two there earlier in the season Mm -hmm. um Luis Robert hit a grand slam against the twins when they were there right before the all-star break. And then, you know, we took two from the Astros and at all of those points, I was like, this might be it. This might be the point that we turn it around. And I think if the Sox are going to make a push, this start by Dylan Cease and this win by the team is going to be that game that everyone pinpoints to say that was the point in which they decided they were going to take the league. Yeah. Yeah, we've had many podcasts. We have many moments in the season just as fans saying, okay, this is, and you know, a lot of it is wish, you know, it can be wishful thinking. When you sweep New York, I want to say that was a Sunday doubleheader. I mean, they, when you sweep the Yankees at a time when they were pretty hot, um, and let's face it, they've been hot most of the year. Uh, you know, that, that was, a, yeah, that was an early point. They came out of the gate for the season. They were the best team through um, eight games. The last time we can remember the White Sox being a team we were truly, truly proud of them and thought, man, these guys can't be stopped. Uh, and it's just been a struggle uh, since and some really ugly stretches. So you're right. You try to seize like two games against the Astros and then, you know, they sort of flop and give, you know, give two right back. And, you know, t- tomorrow could be a, a momentum gut punch too, because, you know, it's tough to sweep anywhere any team can be the royal the white Sox have proven it's hard to sweep the royals so you know this is not going to be an easy task um but they could really use this uh you know doubly because they're going to be heading into seattle and that team's a buzzsaw right now and oakland let's face it oakland's lousy but they're managed to be teams i think they've swept in houston not long ago uh and you know they're playing at home they're they're going to be very hard to you know i mean you'd be you'd be happy to get a split there you know in four games 
Uh, so this is not going to be an easy stretch. This might be the last really tough stretch for the Sox for the rest of the season, but you know, the timing could be rough given that we, we got this, you know, this high moment, you know, both with the individual achievement, but then how the team is doing and getting right back into it. And you'd really hate to see this next week where, you know, sort of the air gets back out of the tire. Yeah. Yeah. I think tomorrow is kind of a must win in my head because you, like you said, you're going, you're going to Seattle. You're going to be at T-Mobile park at a team that I think after tonight has won five games in a row or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like Seattle's red hot. Obviously I'm very grateful that they're beating Cleveland right now, you know, (laughs) because we're able to gain some ground there, but um, you know, that makes me nervous. And I think we talked about it the other night. No team has been easy for us to beat, whether they're under 500 or above 500. So I don't want to take any opponent with a grain of salt. Um, so, yeah, I think tomorrow is a must win going going out to the West Coast for sure. Uh, okay. At what point, uh, getting back to tonight's game, Allie, at what point? I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on here. You've got the big offense. You've got, okay, it's 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 Irish, whatever, Irish crazy night. You don't get your shirt, a big crowd, whatever. Okay. Uh, crazy offense right off the bat. And you, mm-hmm. you must have been like, wow, this is a special birthday treat for me because holy cow, they, you know, they scored in the first inning and they're, they're, you know, they're dominating the twins. They knocked the pitcher out early. Uh, and then you got, you know, Dylan Cease, you know, going on here. Um, a lot of stuff, uh, uh, you know, going on, uh, a good birthday overall. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I was at the wacky walk off on uh Friday and then, uh, we, we booked a hotel in Chicago. And so we spent the night, uh, down right by the river walk on Friday night, did brunch this morning and then went to Cork and Carrie before the game and got, got into the stadium and got to see the win. So I would say overall, a, a really great kickoff <laughs> to 25 for sure. Um, now at what point, I mean, it's your birthday. You want to be able to celebrate. You want to be, I mean, who knows, maybe you want to like, you know, go see people at the park or whatever, you know, J- you know, Jackie's probably saying, Hey, he's still doing it. And you're like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm caught up now. All right, Jackie. Okay. Uh, you got your shirt. Um, but uh, okay. At what point are, you know, this is, this is a no hitter thing. Um, did you just not leave your seat? I mean, yeah. So I got up to walk around. I think it was like the fourth inning. I was not in my seat when Romy hit his home run. Um, and then after they batted that inning, I went back to my seat and stayed there. Um, I will say I really had to use the restroom <laughs> the top of the, the bottom of the eighth inning. And oh my God. That's bad. Time. <laughs> I, I, oh, there were five of five of us total that went to the game tonight and all of us were like, dancing. Go. but I refuse, obviously like, you know, you never know when Come the on. bottom of an inning is going to end to roll mm-hmm. over to Dylan Cease potentially mm-hmm. throwing a no hitter. So, um, yeah, I I stayed in my seat. I think through from the bottom of the seventh through the end of the game, I I was in my seat because at that point you're you're something's going to happen whether it's good or bad, and yeah. I did I didn't want to miss anything. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, you know, you could have seen, you know, 10 no hitters and it's still like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take this one for granted. Of course, exactly. you know, you gotta, you know, it's not because it's like rules. Uh, it's just, you don't want to, yeah, you don't want to miss anything, especially, you know, come on, you go to the bathroom. You could get caught in that line for, you might still be there. So you know, <laughs> exactly. Come on, exactly. I mean, uh, yeah, I never leave a game early. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Hopefully, yeah, I get apparently, you know, everybody has provided proof they were there at the end of the game from the Southside Sox crew, at least. So, yes, no faux pas there. Boy, imagine leaving a no hitter early. That would not, you know, come back. You know, I mean, I guess sometimes I guess that happens and comebacks can be crazy. But, 
you know, come back for a walk off is one thing, but boy, you leave like the start of a no hitter. You better be very, very ill or, you know, about to get <laughs> birth or something. Um, yeah. yeah, this schedule is pretty, I mean, it's the AL central. So the schedule can only be so hard. And I'm guessing that Minnesota and Cleveland don't really have it any harder than the White Sox, although Minnesota, we're kicking them to New York after this. And this could really prove to be um, as much as the twins were hoping to somehow like stick a knife in the socks and kill them for the season. Well, haha. I mean, look what's happening here. This could really be the road trip for them that does kill their season. I mean, they could conceivably uh, go over uh, on this road trip, not knowing whether it's a two series or not, but they're going to New York next. And of course, New York's a great team. And are they doing <laughs> Yankees or Mets? I don't know. I thought it was the Yankees. Well, Yankees or, oh, okay. Let's just say Yankees or Mets. They're in trouble. I think it's the Yankees. I think they're going to play the Yankees. I could be wrong, but. Um, I would either. prefer them to see the Mets personally, just because the Yankees are, the Yankees are only four games up on the Rays at this point. The Yankees have really crashed and burned here after the all-star break. So they're going to New York for the Yankees. So you just, but don't, you don't count. You never out. know. You don't count out those Rays, Allie. You just can't count them out. I know. You don't know how they do it, but you can't count them out. They were like dead earlier in the season. I mean, in the playoffs, but dead, you know, not by our standards. They'd be very alive by White Sox man yeah. standards. But, yeah. you know, for a team that won, you know, however many they won last year and, you know, were World Series favorites coming in this year, uh, they struggled a little bit. And, yeah, good, good. Catch them, Rays. Catch them. Um, but yeah, the, rest of the, the rest of the schedule, they get past this West Coast thing. And, you know, it's not smooth sailing, but it's not bad. They got, you know, some uh, uh, um, brawls still left, of course, with the Twins. Home and home still after this uh, and and still playing Cleveland. I think a home and home, too. Uh, but then they got Detroit. Uh, I mean, there's, there's some stuff. There is opportunity. Um, but schedule aside, if this team plays like it's supposed to, and that's such a big if, and they're not complete, they're not healthy, and there are some guys who even healthy are just not playing well enough to say, okay, this is what I thought they'd be in April. Uh, but if this team is playing the way we've seen them playing, you know, you've seen them in person and just the last couple of games playing. I mean, this is, this is still as much as it's bold to say, this is still on paper, the team to be. 100%. I think, you know, injuries aside, the difference between the team last year to to this year that I, I always compare it to is last year when there were major injuries, which we had, you know, very similar major injuries. It was the next man up. Like there was always this mentality of like, I'm going to pick up the slack where this injured person is. And up until this point, I've always felt like it was there in spurts and it's never, you know, same thing with like wind streaks and everything. So I finally feel like, you know, Romy Gonzalez is doing a really great job um, picking up some slack there. Josh Harrison's been filling in really well at third base. Um, Elvis, Elvis is, playing some really great shortstop and really giving some mm -hmm. offense where offense is needed. So I think um, things are clicking. And I, again, I, I don't know if that's, you know, a little bit of momentum here and a, a little bit of a shift in the clubhouse. Um, but yeah, I, I think given, given the talent that's on that roster, you know, Elvis said this is the most talented team he's ever played for. So uh, <laughs> bold <laughs> for sure. The team to be right. <laughs> bold. Uh, hey, listen, uh, although I did promise that Allie could still some have some of her 25th birthday and we are coming up pretty close to the official end of it. Uh, we don't want to forget uh, those important commercial uh, sponsors of the 
uh, vaunted Southside Sox Mothership podcast uh, and all the affiliated uh, podcasts with Southside Sox goes, guess what? If I stop talking, we're going to take a break, come back with us in a minute, and we're going to finish up with, I don't know, something there's still more to talk to about the person who just witnessed a one-hitter by Dylan C's, Allie Wessel. We'll be back in just a minute. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, White Sox fans. Well, I'll figure out what podcast we're doing. It's not the Mothership Podcast. Of course it isn't. It's the uh, post-game, whatever, whatever we call it, post-game number 12. You know, okay, so it wasn't a no-hitter. Sorry, it's not as thrilling as listening to one about Carlos Rodon, where I think uh, Crystal Keefe and Joe, Joe Reese's joined me and we were just agog and so impressed we had no idea what was in store in 2021 it just seemed like ooh, maybe something could be happening and something did happen now this year's the reverse really lousy season to this point and just two days ago uh ali among uh, a, a crowd of other uh south side Sox newcomers uh we all spoke and we all pretty much shook our heads and sighed heavily when th- when asked to predict whether or not the white Sox would actually be a playoff team and of course before the break we sort of revealed that uh, we're feeling a little more optimistic but really a lot has changed in maybe the last couple three games you've got cleveland uh really decimated by injuries forgotten how to hit a team that surprisingly was pretty solid offensively uh, for the year. Now suddenly not being able to generate uh, runs, playing a difficult opponent in the Mariners, but still not able to generate anything at all, uh, which is no way to, uh, to bring it home. Uh, you know, Minnesota falling, you know, sort of falling, but Ben is injured and sort of been as stop and start as the White Sox here for a while now. Uh, and the White Sox finally sort of getting some wind under them uh, in, you know, in, in, in your, in your gut, you know, not just working off the fumes of uh, halfway to St. Patrick's day and a 25th birthday. Uh, you know, have things changed really in just a matter of uh, maybe a, a few games for you? I hate to say it, <laughs> but I, I have a little bit of hope and it's, it's creeping <laughs> back in there. Um, but then again, I really felt this way when they took two from the Astros there to yeah. start. So I don't want to get my hopes up too high, but there's definitely definitely some hope creeping in there, especially when you're you're facing some head-on division rivals, right? Yeah, they're gonna have to earn it. There's no doubt. Hey, they're gonna have to earn it against Detroit for crying out loud. So yeah, they are gonna have to earn it. Um, but you know, Allie, it's just it's so easy to be. And listen, I I'm a I'm a I'm a fan who's I've been a fan longer. Allie, I now know that you've been alive. So, you know, I have the right to really be the cynical fan, right? But it's so easy to be cynical. It's so cheap to be cynical. It's so easy to be garrulous about and say, I'm just going to sit back and wait for them to choke. Because let's face it, only one of these three teams is going to win it. And I'm not sure that somehow like the, you know, 538 and baseball prospectus and all that, I don't know that the uh, the odds have adjusted to the degree that now the White Sox are somehow the, the favorites. And we know it's only going to be a division and <laughs> no central team is going to get a wild card without some sort of natural disaster. So, uh, you know, it's really division, or, you know, or nothing. And I know it sounds like we're talking ourselves into something and, you know, you're going to work off the fumes of a one hitter dominant performance by your Cy Young candidate and realizing there's a couple guys in Lance Lynn who suddenly is sort of like woke up and said, okay, I'm ready. You know, let's, let's just bust it for this last month. And Johnny Cueto, who's, you know, had a couple off games that otherwise he's been, the guy he's taking more of an innings load than even C says this year. I mean, that's a big three and 
going to be tough. I mean, it's going to be tough for the Sox to have a sustained. They're clicking it all tough just because of this pitching to have a sustained uh, um, stagnant streak because the, you know, Cease is going to throw this, you know, two hit game and, you know, maybe the White Sox will actually bump one run in and win. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think we talked about this two days ago too. Like it's always seemed like nothing is clicking at the same time for the Sox. Like the starting pitching is great, but the relief pitching is terrible or the hitting is great, but Lucas Julio gives up six runs in four innings or something like that. So I think really the, the, the telltale sign of, are they going to be able to take the division is, can we get all cylinders firing at the same time? Um, obviously today, Dylan Cease, dominant pitching performance, dominant offense. Um, both things happened at the same time. We win a game. Um, you know, is that a different story if we can't see the pitching right away and we're not, you know, scoring four runs on 11 pitches there? I don't know. Um, I, I actually, I, I don't want to assume because <laughs> that, that wasn't the result. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think whatever way you chalk it up, really what's it, what it's going to come down to is everything has to be rolling at the same time. Uh, you have at least the last two victories uh, under your belt. This one tonight, a particularly special one. Uh, are you feeling um, mild pressure, medium, normal pressure, or enormous pressure to have to show up on uh, September 13th to see the Rockies come into town for the next home game? So that you, Do you feel a personal responsibility to keep this home winning streak going? No. No. No, You're all right. I for a very long time I became one of those superstitious people of oh if I turn the game on while they're winning, I'm not gonna I'm gonna ruin something or you know vice versa. And I've finally gotten to a point where I'm like they're gonna do whatever they're gonna do, and I can't control what they're doing on the field as much as I would love to control it. I will never be able to. So I I will I will be at my humble abode in Wisconsin um watching <laughs> watching on the tv yeah not not a game you would have circled say at the start of the season to make sure to have to get to the two game rockies series in mid-september so i don't blame you um all right well i i won't specifically disclose it yet but yes there will be undisclosed fines uh levied to tyrone palmer uh elizabeth uh jackie <laughs> Uh, for being at the game, but refusing to show for this delightful, delightful, not that I didn't want to spend all my time with you, Allie, <laughs> but delightful post-game podcast, being able to discuss really some some interesting and sort of firsthand uh, sights and sounds uh, from you there, Allie. And, and certainly, uh, hopefully this just makes it additionally memorable. Um, you know, I've seen a no-hitter. I've seen a perfect game i've seen some near ones as well and you know come on they always stick out and those are the ones that no matter how long you extend as a fan you always remember those especially this being the first one you'd be like okay i was there when the white Sox season turned around i hope asterisk I hope, <laughs> I hope five weeks from now that is what i am saying i really do brett i yeah. really do yeah that would be nice and then we'll have this podcast to look back at it'll be a highlight podcast it's going to get gonna get it's gonna get nostalgia listens sweet yes sweet well uh one more time Allie, because it hasn't happened enough on twitter and on our slack and even on this podcast happy birthday to you i'm glad that the white Sox and dylan sees gave you a terrific one somehow 
maybe something was in the air. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't just halfway. It, are you? Are, do you get upset having to share your birthday with halfway to St. Patrick's Day, Allie? Be honest. No. You get I overlooked. Don't. Like you don't get as many gifts because it just happens to fall on that holiday halfway to St. Patrick's Day. No, you haven't noticed that? No, I've never noticed <laughs> that. I only notice when it falls on Labor Day weekend, you know. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I got but other places I'm, to go. I'm happy to share in a little Irish jig music. over. <laughs> That's it's carried you home. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you for taking just a little bit of time out on that birthday on a, on a, on a big, big night um, for, for Dylan Cease and the White Sox. And let's hope this is the start, start of something big uh, again. Welcome to the site. Hey, listen, you got the second podcast on your belt. You're ahead of all those other people. And, you know, really, <laughs> again, the fine is forthcoming to Elizabeth because really, come on, we know she was there. And even as a, as a new member did not show up for this podcast, which is fine, which is fine. Uh, anyhow, um, thanks everybody for listening. Hope you enjoyed our little, you know, I know it's, it's, uh, it's Sunday now. I mean, come on, sorry. It's not really a true post-game podcast, but yeah, it is. We're here. We're talking right after she promised a raspy voice, not raspy whatsoever. It's like, uh, did she go to the game? But okay. You know, Allie, uh, terrific, uh, terrific guest. Thank you for the firsthand knowledge of the ball game. I'm glad it was an exciting one. Uh, for you. exciting one for, for I appreciate it. And if you want the video of me screaming after Louisa Rise got the single, I have it. <laughs> I'll send it to you. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Yep. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It wasn't just I'm sure it wasn't just you. Uh but yeah, hey, thanks everybody for uh tuning in, watching, reading all that stuff. Hope you enjoyed our um one hitter night coverage. It was, certainly was a, a fun one. Uh bird app, six pack gamer from die and uh you know we'll have boy, we're covering the whole uh road trip coming up and hopefully we're just going to be covering the white Sox going from also ran i mean what three games under 500 just like seconds ago to let's just go ahead and say it let's let's speak into <laughs> existence 2022 al central champs let's uh let's make it happen Sox. this is the time to do it this is the uh this is the anchor leg so uh let's get into motion starting with hopefully a sweep of the hmm, beloved hated Minnesota Twins. Thank you for delivering those two victories for us, Allie. Uh, your presence there was crucial. Uh, and welcome again to Southside Sox. Great to have you. And hey, let's do a podcast again some some other time. Maybe a post game podcast for a future no hitter. Here's to hoping. Yeah, here's to hoping. <laughs> there, there's your slogan. No, whether a older or a younger White Sox fan, that is our slogan. Here is to hoping. So, yeah, let's hope it happens. Come on, White Sox. Uh, Keep the pedal to the metal. Uh, thanks, Allie, for taking time out. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we'll be back with podcasts sooner than, sooner than you're probably ready. <laughs>